Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. What up, guys? I'm Emily. And I'm Lisa. And we're the Conscious Collaboration. And um, how you doing, Emily? I'm pretty good. Just just uh, moving on through these technical difficulties, but we're going to get an episode out, aren't we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah. So aside from the technical difficulties, and thank you for joining from your phone. So if we hear any like warbly demon or robot talking, that's why um, we're not channeling anybody. <laughs> So Emily, talking about this concept of thriving in chaos, let's build on it. Um, yep. We're shifting into for heaps. Yes. Last week's mm-hmm. episode about thriving in chaos. Yes. The last episode, thriving in chaos. And now we're shifting into talking more about um, how do we move through this chaos, the shock of the chaos and release anything that holds us from accessing grace and beauty and abundance. And when we are unable to get into those higher vibrations of happiness and joy and wonder and awe, what's the opposite of that? It's more of the um, shame, the victim mentality, as we call it, more um, hanging out in those murky thoughts. So really just, um, even just as we pulled on the collective emotional aura, it was more in getting stuck on the negative train. Mm-hmm. So, and piggybacking from our conversation last week, it's kind of easy to see how one would slip into this idea of like a victim mentality after having experienced, you know, what, what you might perceive to be as chaos or, you know, loss of control. Right. Um, and if you sort of get caught in that tailspin and aren't able to pull yourself out of it, then with that negative energy feeding itself, then it's easy, like I said, to fall into that more victim mentality when things you perceive are happening to you and you give things more of an external control factor. Um, And this can be, you know, blatant and dramatic, but I think that we think of victim mentality as sort of being a blatant and dramatic thing, but it can also really just leak in to your day to day more subtly. Okay, so we're talking about how this victim mentality can show up in more subtle ways within our lives, within our mind, within our bodies, and even within our businesses and day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you, Emily, how do you see this showing up in, in people's lives that you, maybe clients or yourself, how do you see it showing up? Yeah, well, and I kind of thought about it when you ran the energetic diagnosis as well, because I believe it said something on there about, um, you know, basically complaining 
complaining to your friends or something, something, um, taking that victim mentality with your friends. And so it's like, yes, you need to, um, or it's okay to be vulnerable with your friends. And of course to have, you know, that one or two or several people who are your confidants and who you do, you know, talk about or vent the negative things to that's, that's important to have, but it's very easy to sort of let that snowball into whatever the negative conversation is for that to snowball into it being your primary story. You know what I mean? It starts to become the character that you're playing into. Yep. Constant sort of emotional dumping. Um, then that just takes it out of the realm of like expression (laughs) into, um, just complaining in a very, a much lower vibration way of being, um, which makes it hard to come out of that victim mentality or hard to come out of, you know, whatever struggle or, uh, you know, um, adversity that you're, you're dealing with and you're even talking about at that point. So, so kind of, um, yeah, where, where you're taking it from venting into just constant complaining and, and that becoming your story, I think is a, is a pretty easy way for that victim mentality to slip in there on a more subtle basis. Yes. Um, what, and what you're saying too, I just noticed this. I didn't notice when we ran this earlier, but, um, so there is a fine line between being vulnerable in a good way Mm -hmm. where you're forming more trusting relationships and having a team to, um, join forces with you towards achieving goals or working through something together. There is a difference between that, um, type of vulnerability then the type of um, vulnerability that you're talking about, where it becomes um, your your negativity becomes you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're leaving yourself exposed. You're mm-hmm. at that level of vulnerability, and that's the exact opposite of the energy that we want to be in, which is empowerment. Mm-hmm. And you know that's why. And and you know, maybe this starts to get into a more literal example, but, um, you know, victims of different circumstances often are in cycles. Victimhood Mm -hmm. is cyclical, right? Like you talk about the cycle of abuse. And so once you put yourself and keep yourself in that mentality, you then start to perpetuate that state of being by attracting what is attracted to the vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like the victim to the, or the prey to the victim or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Right. Yeah. So the ways that I see this showing up in practical everyday life and how this might manifest 
is, um, so we're talking about the idea of um, playing the role of victim and the idea of um, flipping the script and mm-hmm. choosing another role, choosing the empowered role, choosing the captain, uh, you know, choosing the, um, and we'll get a little bit deeper into this because we also we're talking about the idea of grace and beauty too, that artistic expression, um, being able to see the beauty in a situation and moving through the chaos and shock with grace mm-hmm. and holding that space for yourself um, to, to form into what you need to become to, um, to really hold that power that we started to talk about in our last episode. So I see this showing up in um, personal lives. Um, We talk about with the law of attraction and with mindset um, techniques, a lot of times when we get into those lower vibrational um, mindset thoughts, um, thinking about shame or, uh, you know, even just putting putting bad words or descriptions or um, getting on that train of thought where it gets really insidious and toxic that starts to attract negative things into our lives. So whether that just be poor relationship choices, um, whether that be just hurting yourself more often, breaking your dishes when you're trying to wash them, um, injecting everything that you do in your day with that little bit of negativity lingering Mm -hmm. instead of, um, getting back into that go with the flow and, um, appreciating the beauty in things. Um, and I know it's very hard to do, especially in times where you're, where you're operating in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, this shows up too. I can, I can imagine as well. And I've experienced this myself is you're doing, trying to force a lot of creation mm. during a time of shock and chaos doesn't really generate your best output. So no. yeah. It's not, it's not a good idea. I think about, you know, there's been times that I've stayed up until 3 a.m., you know, trying to crank out some um, designs that I wanted to get done by a certain time, but the output is not as good as if it comes about organically and through inspiration. Because creativity is a flow state, right? And you can't Mm -hmm. flow and force at the same time. (laughs) It's impossible. Right. And really the whole victim mentality when it comes down to it is an issue of relinquishing power to some external force, be it a person or a circumstance, whatever it is, um, where, you know, we're making a choice to relinquish that power over our own emotional management, um, over, you know, our own behaviors sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so that just keeps you in, cause I think, I think when you were reading the, uh, emotional frequency chart, something like helplessness or powerlessness was there on the, on the low frequency Mm -hmm. side of the chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it goes back to that when you're in that victim mentality, you're looking outside of yourself for someone or something to save you and make you better. <laughs> and instead of um, 
instead of getting into those higher frequencies, when you get up into, um, you know, willingness and acceptance, um, even forgiveness is a better, a better place to be in to move through this, um, type of energy and getting into more of that, um, you know, the taking ownership of your own actions and steering your own ship through mm-hmm. things. Uh, we hear a lot in business, you know, don't ask directions from people who haven't been where you're going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, um, and it's something where you can ask a hundred people for advice um, and they might all be wrong um, because you are responsible for the decisions and the actions um, that you make in your life. And I know this is like, this is a little bit, I won't say easy, but it's, it's more um, simple to apply for sure on, on kind of a day to day on kind of the more subtle level. And it's a little harder to take in and process if something like truly just horrible and traumatic happens, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's going to be much harder to get yourself out of that mentality of like, why is all this happening to me? Because the the events, you know, are out of your control. Mm-hmm. Even in the worst of circumstances, we do have a choice as to how we react. And so as excruciatingly difficult as it may be to acknowledge that giving up of your your power, that sliding into the victim mentality, like being in it doesn't, serve anyone. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to boundaries too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and choosing to be in that, uh, position, whatever it may be, um, whether it's personal or business or, uh, there's, there's always a way to remove yourself from the chaos and see the bigger picture of things. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to see sometimes when things get really really out of control, but um you know, in in the worst of times, like it's still always the best thing to just come back to yourself and okay, what can I do? What can I control? Um and what can I change and shift within myself and my own behavior and my own thoughts to um to get the optimal outcome here and to, to really, um, harness my, my own power back. Mm -hmm. At the conscious collaboration podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa Red Light Therapy. Visit myatapa.com 
M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code collab15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15 for a discount on your device. Yeah, it says, um, even in the aging, it says, when overtaken by crisis, the wise look within and search their hearts for strength mm-hmm. to face the world with courage. Mm-hmm. So that's building upon what we were talking about in the last episode is really, you know, again, looking within yourself, looking for the calm empowered reaction. Yeah, and I think one of the best ways to do that is radical gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even in the worst of times, the most effective way to really start to shift back into that higher frequency state of being is to look around you and acknowledge what you are deeply grateful for. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, this is the extreme of it, but it's when you have that near-death experience or, I mean, it even talks about the aging, but this is talking about thunder above and thunder below mm-hmm. and just hearing that thunder so close or even seeing a lightning bolt really close to you, it gives you a heightened awareness. So there's a great opportunity when you're experiencing shock to access that heightened awareness and make, um, make better decisions and see things clearer because you, you are, um, there's that primal instinct to look, you know, to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. But you can't take, and uh, the near death experience sort of reminds me of this because when you listen to people talk about their near death experiences, you often hear them talking about it as if they were like above their life, watching, mm-hmm. watching yeah. what was And that is, um, you know, one of the ways to really get yourself, like to get yourself out of this state. Um, we talked a little bit about this in the, in the chaos episode as well, which is like taking that higher up view and really just observing, um, what is happening both in reality and in your emotions, really mm-hmm. just being an observer for a moment so that you can kind of gather your thoughts and, and make some more sense of what's going on and not be drowning below your emotions. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I love this concept too. Um, the Yijing talks about looking within to find that inner con- that inner compass rather. Um, Mm -hmm. So finding your center. And we talked about that in the last uh, episode as well. Um, Even, you know, the, the feng shui concept of, of looking towards the center of a home aligned with the center of yourself um, and regaining that, um, that balance, um, the harmony to be able to think more clearly, having a calm reaction is the best reaction in this, in this instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Calmness and, and that idea of grace, moving through it with grace um, that came up in the aging as well. And um, 
interesting because I think the I Ching uh, described grace as form without content. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like almost the opposite description of, now, I, I don't know if this description of chaos came from the internet or the I Ching, but it was uh, formless. Right. Oh, no organization whatsoever. So it's like creating formlessness, chaos, no organization into a smooth, and when I think of without matter, so like a form that is very light, that just moves effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very ethereal. Which is the opposite of force also, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So finding that flow again, finding that, you know, you have to have enough of a vulnerability to, to move with grace. Um, and I think it also brings in that idea of moving with authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to fit some mold of exactly how you think things should go. Right. Yeah. Authenticity is really the essence of who we are, um, but not necessarily the same thing as vulnerability. That's a piece of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Our authenticity is how we're expressing our, ourselves and our experiences to the world. It's that Mm -hmm. inner light that lights us up. So Um, it's really, it goes back to finding those things that light us up and create that joy and wonder and all, all of those frequencies that are at a higher vibe that we know when we're resonating with those frequencies attract happiness and exciting experiences. And kind of like when you see your, you know, see children, see things for the first time and just how wonderful and, and that, that type of expression um, is is the ultimate um, that we should be seeking in our in our day to day and rekindling that. Yeah, um, well, I think that's why the gratitude works. And you know, I've had similar conversations with other people recently as well. That joy, piggybacking off of that, I think it's really important to laugh to find humor in these times. And, you know, even if it seems like things are so bad that like you shouldn't be laughing, listen, as an ICU nurse, I believe that those are exactly the times that you need to be laughing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, death, cancer, hurricanes, you know, these things happen. They happen. And it doesn't make us bad people if we seek joy and laughter, even in the face of these things. Um, well, so it's that, like that, that saying, laugh in the face of fear. Yes. I mean, it goes into that whole idea of empowerment. Um, rewriting the script of all the negativity that's around 
and looking for opportunities to create joy and beauty where there is none. And, um, and that's something that can be done visibly around you within, within your environments, or it can be done within you, or it may be a way that you express yourself a little bit differently, um, Mm -hmm. and move through, uh, the, the world in your day. Uh, it's, you know, it's interesting too. So like we've talked a little bit about vibe checks and you can tell when someone walks into a room and they're in like a seething bad mood and you're like, Ooh, I feel that. But then on the contrary, you can sometimes feel someone before they even move into a room and they're coming in with such vibrancy and joy. And it really lifts. I mean, just one, one person walking in and that vibration can lift an entire room. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's contagious. Laughter is contagious. That's laughter is contagious. (laughs) And it breaks up heavy energy. Grief is heavy. Victimhood is heavy. Hopelessness is heavy. Powerlessness is heavy. Fear is heavy. Laughter breaks that up and almost literally shakes the energy out of your body in such a healing way. So yeah, you know, I think those laughter is contagious and laughter is the best medicine uh, are definitely cliche sayings for a reason. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that we can uh, share with those listening? um, What are some ways to escape and avoid victim mentality, to regain power and control, to be Mm -hmm. able to inject more grace and beauty into our lives? Well, I would say, first of all, um, just to, you know, exercise self-awareness and first be able to identify when that's happening. Um, And then, you know, from a mind body standpoint, it's going to be a lot of the same, the same things, um, that are prescribed for any sort of low frequency state of being. You want to get grounded, right? You want to physically get grounded. You want to get centered by breathing and meditating and certainly, um, moving your body, you know, whether it's just free flowing movement or you want to do something more structured, like, you know, an actual workout, uh, it doesn't really matter, but it's definitely, like I said, with that heavy, heavy energy, you need to not let it stagnate and, and move it through your body. Um, and like mindset wise, I love the idea of practicing as much radical gratitude as possible that you mentioned, whether that be to write down everything that you're grateful for, um, you know, twice a day, maybe for a while, not something I know people have journals where they do this every day, but you know, until you get through and you can shift through, um, feeling that victim mentality, take 20 minutes twice a day and write down all the things that you're grateful for. I think writing really helps to like synthesize it, but honestly, you know, if speaking it feels better to you, honestly, in whatever way, like genuinely invokes that feeling of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably helpful to be outside when you do it, whether, you know, weather permitting also, I think mm-hmm. just 
breathing in that fresh air and accessing some degree of nature while while your culture is really helpful. Yeah. Accessing some good sunlight. And if you can't access the sunlight, you can reach for that red light therapy. Light baby. Love the red light. (laughs) And from a feng shui perspective too, it might mean editing the artwork that you see and the vignettes that you see around you, um, adding some lights where there are no lights. Mm. Um, I love to work with uh, you know, here, here where we live, it's, it's really easy to work with the, the fairy lights and the twinkle lights are appropriate anywhere. Um, yeah, you can add your disco balls and dark corners, anything that's going to make you laugh, smile, have fun. Um, certainly if there's artwork that's portraying darkness, that it would be a good time to put it away for now and add some inspira- inspirational images that are, um, making you think of the future and attaining where you want to be. Um, yeah, just keep on reaching past that. So artwork is never stationary. It can change all the time. It should move around. And when you do that, when you create, uh, inspiring, uh, environments that, that is reflected and extended, um, from within. So, um, that shows up. So input and output, right? Yeah, I think that's important too on that note of input. Um, If you're a big consumer of the news, this was probably the perfect time to reduce that or cut it off entirely. Um, You know, if if you're dealing with your own uh, heaviness and and mindset shifts to take on all the other problems of the world at that time is probably doing you a great disservice. Right. I used to, and this is just a general statement, but I used to watch the news religiously. I thought it was my duty to watch I won't say which program, but I <laughs> every night at 9 p.m. And um, I, you know, when I opened my business and stuff, I, I mean, I did this for time purposes, but I, I noticed that once I just stopped consuming all of that news um, and really, I mean, I stopped consuming a lot of media in general, but my quality of life, my you know, time spent like notably anxious or depressed or pissed off mm-hmm. dramatically decreased. Um, I think my sleep got better. Like, mm. you know, we, we have access, right. We, we're, we're, we're almost tempted to believe that the world is worse now than it ever was, but that's not true. Like, Y'all have seen Game of Thrones, like <laughs> live in the medieval times where everyone and everything is trying to kill you. And there might've really been zombies back then. We don't know, um, <laughs> you know, zombies and dragons. Um, but so the world has always been a particularly kind of fucked up place, 
but we just have instantaneous access to all of it now. And we weren't really designed to have all that access to all the problems of the world. You know what I mean? So long story short, let's, let's reel that tirade back in, but, um, I would definitely, um, modify your consumption of news and other media if social media uh, you know yeah replace it replace it with music replace it with anything that nature happy nature yeah Mm -hmm. meditation soundtracks how about that what's that we're just comedy movies can watch anchorman Anchorman that makes us happy and joyful. And, and I think it makes us more beautiful. (laughs) I am gorgeous after I watch Anchorman. (laughs) Well, I think we've covered this um, to a a really good extent. I hope that everyone has some good takeaways and perhaps they can share with us their ways that they access their, um, you know, radical gratitude and escape from their victim mentality. This can be a continued discussion within our Conscious Collaboration Collective. Um, You can find us there on Facebook under that name. And we invite you to uh, connect with us on all the things, including Instagram. You can hit us up in the DMs. And that's Conscious Collaboration Podcast. Mm -hmm. At Gmail. Yeah, please do hit us up. Come to our party. (laughs) And it is a party. And, um, and I'm looking forward to the next time we get together. So Emily, as always, it was great to chat with you. Yes, ma'am. Back at you. I feel this got very deep. (laughs) 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 That's okay. We can follow again. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to you in five minutes. Talk to you in five. Bye guys. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.